Where'd you find this? And now let's talk a little prospects because we have our, our little pack of five here. Who do we start with? Let's start. We should start with. Uh... Can we go with a skip? Like on Tinder? Which which way is the like, I don't want to talk to this person. Is it left or right? I have no idea. Okay. We'll, we'll start with Chase McClellan because I know it's going to be short. Skip. Chain skips. Skip. Uh, Ryan, Ryan what do you think about Chase McClellan? I mean, he's got some interesting tape, uh, you know, but he was also like, wasn't he? He's the backup running back and right. Oh, I will say, okay. I did have a bit writ for this because I did watch the first clip in 22 and I was like, oh shit, this guy's fast as fucking super elusive. And I looked at the replay and I was like, oh, that's number one. That's Jameer Gibbs. And I, that really set the tone for me for the remainder of the tape that I watched on him. Whoops. Not bad. I don't, I don't have too much to say about him. I didn't even write down a player comparison because I really didn't see one when I was watching and stuff, but that Cade Stover type beat, dude. I I was I said that um he doesn't have the Jaylen speed Warren. or he, oh no, I have a Jalen Warren cop, but we'll get to that soon. I was actually surprised at how much I like Chase McClellan, but I think it's because more about like how low my standards were going into it. <laughs> I, he's he has good patience, he has decent vision. I think he's gonna be on an NFL team as part of a committee. I don't think that he's going to be like a, he's the third guy in a committee. I think he's the golf league champion, dude. <laughs> he, he is not a bad pass catcher, but he's not a route runner. He doesn't have breakaway speed. He's not good on the inside, but he does everything like just okay. I actually compared him to Zamir white. He gets too oh. cute. That, that was my main takeaway is like, he's got decent vision, but like, he doesn't hit the right hole consistently and he bounces outside a lot where I'm like, Hey, just take the five yards. Yeah. He's, I mean, like I, I appreciate that in a player, like trying to go home run, but like when you consistently fail at it and you don't have the speed to get to the outside, you got to know your strengths. That totally makes sense to me. Since Ryan mentioned Jalen Warren, I want to say that is who I compared Trey Benson to. I uh, love Trey Benson. Really? Yep. I like I really liked watching this guy's film. I compared him to Le'Veon Bell. I like his running style. Oh, okay. He's he's patient yeah. and he's fast yeah. as fuck. Yeah. Five point eight uh yard average, that's really good. And he's a bigger running back, which to me um bodes well for an easier transition into an NFL starting position. Is what six two or six one, two twenty five. He's a bigger guy. Um, a lot of these guys are under six feet and just the size alone and the extra few inches that this guy has on a lot of these draft guys, I think it's going to bode well for him to go somewhere and get some starting work potentially. I, I liked him, man. I thought he's like, he doesn't have home run speed, but he gets to his second gear so fast. He sees a lot of holes too, and he gets, he gets to that hole. So. Right. Yeah, I can. That's why I compared it to Pacheco. Where Pacheco doesn't have like long speed, but like he runs and and his acceleration is really good. Um, yeah. The only downside of Trey Benson is he had that Nick Chubb. I destroyed my knee in college. Yeah. Because in 2020, I mean three years ago, right? That was a long time ago. He uh, tore his ACL, tore his MCL, tore his LCL, tore his hamstring, and tore his meniscus. So he that... ob- obliterated his leg. 
That's just like when your leg, you know, falls apart. Yeah. That's crazy. I'll have all that shit at the one time. And the fact that he still looked that good a couple of years later is a testament to medical science. Cause Holy shit. Oh yeah, for sure. That's but I mean, like too. look at other players, right? Like they come back. ACL's not a death sentence. It's just, it's just one of those weird flags. And like, I don't know. Tajay Spears doesn't have an ACL at all. And he's still good. I, I think True. if you were doing a rookie draft right now, pre pre NFL draft, I think Benson goes in the first, I think he still might after the NFL draft. Um, I think, yeah, I think what's going to happen is we're going to hit prospect fatigue. We're like, we're going to see the wide receivers who were t- tentatively supposed to be first rounders, like Adani Mitchell, Troy Franklin slip to the second and then his situation's good where he ends up in like the fourth and people are like, Oh, well, I need a running back. So I'll pick it. But I could definitely see him being an early second at the latest, right? Like yeah. 201 to 204. I definitely have him ranked above Blake Corum. Um, yes. Not significantly, but I would take him like in a heartbeat unless like his draft stock just plummets to the floor. I I think he, and the only thing that I could see lowering his draft stock is if he fails his medicals. But I don't think he will. Cause he played the whole season, didn't he? Right. I, like I said, he's a ton of fun. Uh, the only issue I had with him is that I sent Ryan, I sent Shane a picture of Victor Wembyama. And I was like, this is what Trey Benson looks like when he runs through the hole. Cause he's like standing as tall as possible. And it's like, no, very, get, get, very vertical. Get low, get low, yeah. please get low. You know, right? But he's averaged almost a thousand yards, two seasons in a row, 905 at 990 so i mean those are good averages i i think he i don't think he's gonna be like the lead back wherever he goes but i think he's gonna be part of like a two-back rotation and i think he's gonna be fucking good yeah like one of those teams that lost a running back is gonna sign he's a raven dude oh god please no just give if you just give derrick henry to the ravens all (laughs) this everything's fine everything's fine but I could see Benson as a dude that's like pair him with a fucking Tajay Spears. Yeah. Ooh, interesting. Give him or give him like give him what Tony Pollard's role was before Ezekiel Elliott left Dallas. Or I don't know, dude. Put him on the Bucks. Runs behind Rashad White. Sure. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So I think he's gonna he's gonna touch the ball a lot his rookie year. And I think he's a lot of fun. He was a lot of fun to watch, which is good because Jace McClellan left a Sorry, taste in my mouth. I was glad he only had four games on tape. I was like, cool, we're done. Move on to the next thing. Um, I I definitely don't disagree. Uh I, I watched I ended up watching more and I was like, why did I do that? Um You're glutton, that's why. Yeah. So actually let's switch it up because I was gonna go with wide receivers because we still have three guys left to talk about. But let's go talk let's talk some Ben Sinnott real quick. All right. Um, okay, can, can we can we get off the rip? I would like to thank Ryan for redeeming himself after making us watch whoever we watched last week because like I feel like I was watching Travis Kelsey this week. I was like, holy shit, a guy can who actually play the position really well. Yeah, yeah how did this guy? How does this guy at Kansas State? How has Iowa not picked up this guy? <laughs> like, also, thirty four is his number. Hard as fuck. Yep. Yeah. Right. A thirty number. Like okay. This guy's going to be pretty good. I think he's going to have translation. My my uh, player comparison was uh, Jake Ferguson to this guy. He's like 
And when he's in stride after he catches a pass and guys try to tackle him, they just like bounce off of him. Um, he's, you know, he's not like crazy huge. He's six, four, six, five. Um, I mean, I guess that is kind of big. He's bigger than Brock Bowers. Right. And he's almost 250 pounds. So he's got the stature to make these catches. He's, he's got really good. Um, they use him in some end zone fades, but it's just some really good tape that I enjoyed watching this, this tight end reel. Um, I wanted to point out, by the way, that uh, shout out to Math Bomb on Twitter who does the relative athletic scores, the RAS scores. God bless him. Ben Sinnott's RAS is in. Oh, yeah? 9.49. Oh, that's nice. not bad. No, that's real nice. Um, he is in the 99th percentile in vertical with a 40-inch vert. He does wow. have that, that jump ball ability. I'm really interested to see uh, where he goes in the draft this year because if he potentially goes to a decent team, I, I'm going to be all over him in Dynasty. I um, mean, look at last year, right? We got, like, Schoonmaker as a second-round pick. The fuck was that, right? Like, there's, there's a world where this guy goes second round. So I do want to point out one of the things that I wrote down about Sinnott when I was watching him was he doesn't have a lot of long speed. Right, he's not a go deep stretch the field. He's not like a no. Dallas type guy. But so he is in. He ran a four six eight forty. So he's in the eighty fifth percentile for that. So that's a decent forty. But his ten yard split, he's in the ninety third percentile. That boy that's fast. What you want. Also, yeah. he plays on the outside, and he has a really nice cut. And he fucking blocks. Did you see right, that? Yeah, he's decent at blocking. Yeah. Did you see that play where he had the hurdle and the spin move on the same yes. play? I was yes. like, I put that, I put that in all caps. I'm like, we're good. Check, <laughs> check, <laughs> yeah, check, please. I kind of like the way that Kansas State was using him. Like you said, his ten yard splits really good. They would just, you know, they throw the ball to him five, ten yards down the field, and then he would just get a bunch of yards after the catch. They're not really using him in a deep, deep uh, fashion. Except for there, I mean, he had a couple plays that were deep, but. He runs like Isaiah Pacheco. He runs like, get the fuck out of my way. I'm going to this spot. Right, yeah. I I think he's a, like, they used him a little bit as an H-back, as kind of like a pulling blocker, as a fullback almost. But I think he's got pop. I think a team, Shane, I don't disagree. If Ben Sinnott is a second-round pick, I would not be surprised. I think what's going to happen, too, is I think he's going to be like a Sam Laporta, right, where... People are going to get the smoke and mirror shit of like, oh, Brock Bowers, Trey Benson. Like, these are the dudes I want. We're like, this guy might right. slip, even though he's a second round pick, he might slip to the third round again, like Sam Laporta did. And then it's like, guess what? I will trade any fucking garbage on my roster for a third. I don't care. I'll, I will take the lotto, right? The only thing that worries me is that he's such a good run blocker. A team that already has a good pass catching tight end might take him. Don't go to the Steelers. That's all I ask. Or or, like, I'm worried that he would go to, like, Chicago. Yeah, I would be worried about that, too. I think a better scenario for him would be to go to either, you know, Kansas City or Frisco to work with some of these really good tight ends. Um, sure. And then hopefully, you know, Kelsey's got, what, another year or two? And then it's, it's going to be Minnesota. Mahomes has got to, Mahomes has got to catch <sighs> the ball with someone. Uh all right. They Get... need a tight end, dude. They need a tight end. Get the fuck out of here. Um, <laughs> How is that uh, any different than Kelsey or Kittle? <laughs> no, who's, are, they, are, they, are they keeping cousins or what's going on? 
Uh, I'm assuming they are. We'll find out. We'll find Uh, out. So my player comp for Ben Sinnott was Isaiah Likely. Okay. I said the man that Gerald Everett is because that's who Jeff Crisco always convinces me to take at some point during the season. So he he's gonna be your Gerald Everett. Um, <laughs> My Miles Gaskin. <laughs> I I love I loved Sinnet. I think Sinnet was a lot of fun to watch. So he's a guy that I couldn't find any uh, rookie dynasty mock drafts at this point that went to round three. So I haven't seen him anywhere. But I'm telling you, after the NFL draft, he's gonna creep up into the back end of round two of dynasty yeah, drafts. I can see that. So. I right. kind of like your uh, your prediction of him going to Minnesota. That would actually be Stop a good. Um, yeah, <laughs> no. he could be a giant too. He could be a giant. That's even worse. No, screw that. <laughs> Shane told us earlier that Darren Waller's retiring or something. Thinking about I, it, I don't. I don't want him to go into tight end jail. But who the who the fuck does does do the New York Giants have as a pass catcher? Wondell Robinson. That's it. Cody Ballinger. Bellinger. <laughs> there's so many like Sorry, Cody Cody Bellinger's on the Cubs. Daniel Bellinger's on the There's okay. <laughs> There's so many TH fantasy meme favorites in that pass catching room. You've got Daniel Bellinger, Wandale Robinson, and Jalen Hyatt are all yep. hard yep. memes. And maybe Malik Neighbors, but let's worry about that when we get there. Um we we have two left. Let's talk Marv because like, what is there to say other than like, dude? He's I was gonna say advertise. Do we do we have to talk about Marv? I don't yeah. think we can say anything that hasn't been said. He's gonna be good. I as Tom Tony earlier, you know, he's not gonna be like Megatron, but he's gonna have records and be, you know, hopefully a top ten wide receiver every year. Maybe go after like Mike Evans, uh, thousand yard consecutive season touchdown or not uh, receiving yard seasons. I comped him to year two Amon Ra. Okay, I have a question for you guys. What is a larger mass, Marvin Harrison Jr.'s catch radius or the holes that Blake Corum ran through in Michigan? <laughs> Probably Blake Corum. Because <laughs> not by much. Like. It's like if it's in his fucking area code, he's got it. He's his his hand like his handwork when the ball's in the air, unreal. Like guys are trying to grab at him, he's swatting hands. Like you can just tell he's not playing to his full capabilities, right? Like you watch right. him just destroying people. I'm like, he's not even trying. This isn't even fun for him. Right, destroying with mediocrity. Right. Yeah. Uh, he he does that thing where like he'll intentionally run a route a certain type of way so he can set up the opposing DB later with a double move. And I'm just like, that's insulting. That's like when you snap somebody's soul on the basketball court. Like, unreal. Um, I think there's... Dude, as a Bears fan, I'm like, shit, dude. Marvin Harrison, 101, fuck it. If Caleb goes to the Bears, fuck it. Let me get the thing that's not going to be cursed. Yeah, and I think um, I think his value can stay insulated, even though quarterbacks stay longer insulated, ins- stay insulated longer. But like a wide receiver can have like an okay year. Like say he puts up nine hundred years and he goes to like the Patriots, he's still going to be like a top three pick, like your or top three round pick in startup. So like, and and you know what's crazy, you guys? The the craziest thing about Marvin Harrison 
is that teams were game planning to bracket him and put extra attention onto him. And he Didn't still matter. did all that shit. Didn't matter. Right. Like next year when when we're doing these episodes, remember that I said this and like Amika Abuka should have come out this year because next year he's gonna be like, Oh yeah, I'm not a number one. I've just been great because of all the other dudes I've had around me. I agree with that, but also I think in the context of him being able to go back to college to put more shit on tape because like this class is so stacked and next year's like not his fantasy stock, but like his actual NFL stock of like how many first round wide receivers do we see this year? You know what I mean? It can fluctuate between four to six to eight, depending on what people are saying, whatever. But like if he's trying to get paid, right? Like I can see a team who make the Super Bowl of like, all right, well, we need another wide receiver. We'll take him at like 28th, right? For sure. 30, 30 right? Like it, it's a it's a business decision and I like respect it, but I do agree with you. He is not the alpha. Right. Uh, my my player comp for Marvin Harrison Jr. was AJ Green. That's a good one. Like, See, I only know oh, I only know yeah, I was like, I only know old AJ Green. Sure. But I know the lore so, of dude's good. Yes. So so barring any last minute like trade ups in the drafts between teams and stuff, where do you guys realistically think uh Marvin Harrison ends up? What team does he end up on? Arizona. Arizona, and if he goes to Arizona, one hundred and one for me. You're, we're saying it today, March first, two thousand twenty-four. Wow. Okay, he's my, he's my one hundred and one. If he goes to Arizona, I am. I'm. I don't know if I'm ready to put it on tape, but my heart is like, just say it, just accept. I'm locking it, it in, dude. Kyler Murray with him? Are you fucking kidding me? That's yeah. true. That'd be pretty sick. Yeah. Hey, yeah, and then with McBride, that'd be pretty sick. Because McBride's what second year. So he's going to be around. Yeah. Well, it was his second year last year. Yeah. He's going to be around for a while. And then James Conner's a free agent. So I'm sure they're going to bring somebody in. But like that offense could be fucking scary next year. Yeah. I like that. Where are you hoping he doesn't go? I don't really care. As long as he doesn't, as long as he doesn't fall, like if he falls like past five, I'm going to be like, what happened? Did he kill somebody like his dad? <laughs> uh there's dude could you he's within distance of both of our our favorite all the favorite football teams on this podcast like if if the bears got him i'm shitting myself in excitement and shane if he falls to five there's no it doesn't i don't care about an offensive line if we don't take him and he's at five i'm gonna find jim harbaugh's address and i'm Gonna go to prison. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? The we'll start a Patreon. We'll, we'll free you, bro. It'll be worth it. Um, just as Aaron Rodgers said, bro. Just check the Epstein client list. Um, so speaking of, uh, wait, no, never mind. Uh, Roma Dunze. Hey, hey, hey. No, no, hold on. There's a good segue there because someone asked him today if the airplane's going down, could you land it? And he said no. And I said I respect that because he's realistic. Yeah, he knows it. Ryan, what do you think? Roma Dunze thoughts. Okay, this is one of the bigger wide receivers in this draft. I really liked this guy's tape. Wow, sixteen hundred over sixteen hundred yards last year it was ridiculous. My player comp for Romo Dunze uh, this week. I think I'm going to go with Julio Jones. This guy is a bigger guy, and he's got um, some decent skills. He just he reminded of watching Julio Jones play. I don't know why. 
He because he because he fucking fights for the ball because he beats dudes one on one. He's a yeah. man. He is. He's got that dog. Yeah. yeah, he's he's gonna be very productive wherever he goes. I hope. Super good vision, smooth routes. He's got a good burst, not elite speed. Plays super physical, right? Like he just yep. barrels through. Like, oh, hey, we're gonna try to jam you up at the line. No, don't think so. He he does that thing that all good downfield pass catchers do, which is he'll if he's being face guarded by the defensive back who's trailing him, he waits until the last possible second to reach for the ball so that the defender doesn't have time to to make the play on it. Yeah. And and that's like to have that already in college is seasoned perfectly. Yeah, I wrote really good football IQ because there's a couple of plays where he does like the smart thing. I think there was an overthrow by Penix and he had to like go play DB. Yep. Like instinctively, he didn't even like try to catch the ball. He's like, no INT for you. Yep. Um, I'm, I did say that I think he will end up being a good, good to great NFL player. But if he has to be the focal point of a subpar passing game right away, I will get nervous. I don't think he's a wide receiver one yet. I think he's a top tier wide receiver two. He's a T Higgins type, right? Of like the ceilings there, but it's not going to be consistent. My comp was Nico Collins. I could see that. I can't really comp him to anybody. I didn't really like, I saw a lot of stuff. I know Coleman comped him to D hop, but I did not see that. I I didn't see it either. I get it's physical, but like his route running ability is not that good. Like it's no. good, but it's not like D hop level. But I don't know. I, I think he's a really good player. And if I have picks 107 to like 109, I'm chilling, right? I, I will gladly take Rome. I know he doesn't run the whole route tree, but he also played in a system that didn't really ask him to do that. So I don't want to hold that against him yet. I think anything you get a top three wide receiver this year, I think you're going home happy. Like we haven't covered neighbors yet, but like I think it's you can't really go wrong, right? I watched Neighbors. It was really fun. Chase McClellan. Eh. Trey Benson. Cool. Marvin Harrison Jr. Him. 101. Romo Dunze. Pretty pretty cool. Ben Sinnott. 102. <laughs> Tight end premium. Yep. 101. Um, keep your watch list. Watch, watch for Ben Sinnott. Let's, I, I really hope he ends up on a good team. Um, Washington. Can't wait for the draft. Don't I want to know it. now. Yeah. All right, Ryan. We've we've done some some bids. We've done our buys and sells. We've talked a little prospects. Why don't we? Uh, why don't we take a trip? All right, guys. So I kind of alluded to where we were going to uh, earlier with my 1953 Detroit Lions. Um, so let's go to a place before America was America. They had the Beaver Wars. A war fought between uh, the French and the Native Americans in the local area over beaver trading uh, property. Uh, Let's go to Detroit. All right. Did you know that Detroit is the biggest and biggest international border crossing? um, Only second to San Diego with San Diego and Tijuana. They have Detroit and Windsor. So Tony, Whatever. you went you you crossed you crossed the second biggest border crossing. No, dude. I we go through Port Huron. Oh, I thought you guys went through Detroit. Nope. Uh Port Huron. Right. It's it's because well, right, it's, so it's quicker. Because it's quicker. 
Yeah, so you went through you went through like the sixtieth uh, border cross. He's a true Chicagoite. He's not going to that Detroit bullshit. He's not giving them any footsteps there. I do say I will say it's, this. I love Detroit. I will say that. Yeah, it was a nice it's a nice city. I've been there before. Only once I got to go to the casino and um we had a really nice food. I I was actually like in Ann Arbor at like a something at the University of Michigan for like a music festival. I ended up going to Detroit one night. It's just fun. But it was at a time when it was you know, it's starting to come back now, but it was at a time where it was like horribly dwindling, you know, in the two thousands. Yeah. And uh, it was kind of sketchy when we were downtown. But anyway, so we got the Detroit Lions, the Detroit Tigers, the Red Wings, and everybody's favorite, the Detroit Pistons, who are the worst team in basketball this year. Beat the Bulls. I know, right? <laughs> of course it There was a part of the Underground Railroad in the 1800s that led up to Detroit. Do you guys know that Detroit has its own style of pizza? Yes. I don't know, Shane, have you ever had Detroit's? Do they have Jets out by you? Um, I think Little Caesars has a Detroit-style pizza, but I don't think Little oh, Caesars yeah, is, a, right. is a good beacon of like, hey, this is how pizza should be. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, It's decent. I like it. I, but I'm a big fan of like most pizzas. I just don't like New York style pizza. What is that? Flop and fold shit? No. Like, get a real <laughs> yeah. slice. Come to Chicago. <laughs> All right. Uh, they have uh, one of the biggest theaters, the Fox Theater. Um, where they have, you know, all types of plays from Shakespeare to anything you think of. Did you guys know that 75% of illegal liquor during pro? Prohibition was smuggled through Detroit via their waterways with Canada. Good. Yep. And eventually made its way to Chicago where it was sold by the most infamous gangster. Uh, you guys know that drink, Verner's Ginger Ale? I know you do, Tony. Yes. It's the it's like the green can with like it says Verner's on it. I don't Delicious. know if they have that out. Yeah. yeah. Um, I would think so. It's only, you know, America's oldest soda. You know, so that came from Detroit. And you know what happens when you mix it with vanilla ice cream? It's called the Boston Cooler. (laughs) (laughs) And because it, and that's only because it was invented on Boston Boulevard in Detroit, um, not after the famous town of Boston. Barry Gordy uh, formed uh, Motown Records in 1959, has put out tons of, we all know the famous music uh, Marvin Gaye, Stevie Wonder. Temptations, the Supremes. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's also the birthplace of techno music, surprisingly, too. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. For I sure. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, they have a Marriott hotel that's 72 floors. And <laughs> wow. it is the it is the tallest hotel in North America. Yes. Um, and it was and at one point was the tallest in the world. Not anymore, but um, it is the tallest in America. Detroit has also had seven unsuccessful bids for the Summer Olympics. That's the most by any city in the world. <laughs> yeah. Did you know Detroit has the most registered bowlers on the PBA in in America? Oh, shit. Dude, that guy That's just right. retired. Yeah. the Who do you think you are? I am guy just retired. <laughs> Um, they have the largest international jazz festival, and it's free uh, every year in Detroit. And that might have been why I was out there for because that was with school or something. That was with 
the music program at Northern. Okay. But um, let's see. Civil rights played a big part in Detroit. So they have the, the famous 1963 Walk to Freedom. Tony probably knows more about that than I do. Yes. But it was a it was a giant civil rights movement uh, event that happened. Detroit River, the Detroit River is one one of the sorry busiest in the world, or sorry was once one of the busiest in the world because of the traffic that I think the Detroit River, uh, if I'm speaking correct, hooks up two of the Great Lakes. It's got to be what Huron and Ontario. Or here on an Erie, maybe. But uh, so it was a big part of shipping commerce back then. And now, you know, not everything's done in the ocean. Not too much goes through the Great Lakes anymore, except for stuff that's traded between the U.S. and Canada. Okay. The city of Detroit um, is not the fattest in the world. That belongs, or the fattest <laughs> in the U.S. That belongs to Houston. But they are the biggest consumer of potato chips and snacks in the United States. God bless them. Hell yeah. Which is amazing when you think that the last 20 years, the whole entire place is becoming deserted. The population, as you know, the auto industry is still there with a lot of the corporations headquartered there, but they're not building a lot as they used to back in the 70s and 80s. Um, So that city has been on a constant population decline, but still eats a lot of potato chips. Yeah. Good. It was also Detroit was also the first city in 1879 to establish um, the first telephone exchange and exchange like phone numbers to like assign phone numbers to a person you're going to call or a place you're going to call. Okay. Yeah. They have a floating post office uh, zip code 48222. Um, and it is the only floating post office in the United States, and that serves um, ships on the Detroit River. Damn. You could get fucking junk mail yep. while you're on the river. Yep. It is uh, the only major city in North America, north, technically north of Canada. Oh, sure. Yeah. It's interesting. In terms of latitude, I believe. All right. That's enough. There's a lot of famous people from Detroit. <laughs> Most right? importantly. So so many. So many. All right. Uh how about some let's start with some wrestlers. Uh Eric Bischoff. <laughs> uh, Kevin Nash. Big sexy. Water. Big diesel. Yep. Yeah. Our boy our boy Danhausen. Danhausen's from Detroit. He's very nice, very evil. A lot of famous celebrities. Uh Kid Rock. Ooh. Uh is obviously from there. Eminem's from there. Yeah. We all know that. There's eight mile. Uh Stevie Wonder uh is from the Detroit area, is from Saginaw. Okay. Madonna's from there. Uh Lizzo. Sure. Uh Bob Seeger, Diana Ross, Iggy Pop uh is from Muskegon. Just not on the other side of the state, but I threw him in there. Hell uh Chris. Kristen Bell, um, one of my favorite um, 90s and 2000s uh, action film directors, Jerry Bruckheimer and producers, is from Detroit. Oh, yeah. Um, film, films like Top Gun. What else? Uh, Black Hawk Down. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, he did The Rock, you know, with Nick Cage and Sean Connery. Jerry Bruckheimer. Hell yeah. Great movies. Uh, 
Francis Ford Coppola is from here. Uh, top 40 man, Casey Kasem, is from Detroit. Casey Kasem. David Allen Greer. Um, Ghostbuster Ernie Hudson. And also famous actor. Dude, Tom Skerritt. Yep. From Detroit. Tom Skerritt. Sonny Bono. Uh, obviously, Henry Ford, who started the auto industry in Detroit. You're talking about Nazis in geography two weeks in a row. <laughs> uh, J.K. Simmons, yep. Dak Shepard, uh, Bruce Campbell. Nice. Tony, the insane clown posse, got their start in Detroit. Whoop, whoop. All right, listen, listen. I, I would say on a scale of one to ten, I enjoy ICP's music at about a three. All right? But... I respect and admire Juggalo culture, so oh, I true, dude, true. There, I've never like been to a show, right? But like, I have a friend who's a Juggalo, and the people that came to his group, they're very nice. Yeah, like I consider myself Juggalo adjacent, and I'm looking for some form of like Juggalo allyship flag because I don't, I don't identify as a Juggalo, but I want them to know that like I'm cool with it. Everywhere everywhere a juggalo goes, they're like ridiculed, right? So when all the juggalos get together, they're in like this place of support that they don't usually get. Sure. As far as I can see it, juggalos are like the most maligned subgenre of anything and they just stick together. So like I got mad respect yeah. for juggalos. I think that's also the pendulum has shifted on that where people are kind of mostly that I talk to have the same mentality of like they're kind of weird, but like they're not hurting anybody, right? They just yeah. like to fuck in the mud. Whatever. Yeah. Let them do it. Let's Ooh. see who else. Uh, even though even though his song Chicago made him famous, Sufjan Stevens is from Detroit. His Michigan album is real good. Yeah. 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 That that I mean that I I kind of hated when he abandoned the concept of writing this an album for each 50 states. Yeah. But I still hope he can do that because that would be kind of cool. Yeah. Let's see. So let's get to some sports players. Uh, Zach Wierenski, uh winger for Columbus Blue Jackets. Dylan Larkin, uh, Phenom uh, for the Detroit Red Wings, is from there and plays for his hometown team. Connor Hellebuck, goalie for Winnipeg. Um, Alex Dabrinkit, I don't know if you remember, he played for the Hawks a little bit, uh, is from Detroit, and now he is back in Detroit. Nope, never heard of him. <laughs> He's good. He got to play with Kane and Taze. Uh was like the third wheel for a little bit, uh, about like five, six years ago. Sure. Um, Robert Sala, Jets head coach from Detroit. Mid. Hmm. Right. Uh, Jalen Rose from Detroit. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember Alexi Lalas growing up, uh, famous soccer player for like Team America and stuff um, in the World Cup. Um, John Smoltz, famous pitcher for Braves. How about this? Allen Robinson, wide receiver from Detroit. Mid. Don Donovan Peoples-Jones from Detroit. <laughs> finally. Finally breaking out the big guns. Real talent. All right. Here's a, here's a bigger gun, right? KJ Hamler is from Detroit. <laughs> the Zachy special. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Um, we've got Sauce Gardner from Detroit. Nice. 
Braylon Edwards. We've got Jerome Bettis. And one of my favorite players from Detroit, Mr. Antonio Gates, is from Detroit. Nice. Uh, who did I miss here? I got a couple. We got. Uh, I got Oscar Ferdinand Meyer. Okay. Interesting. The man himself. Um, shout out to Lucille Ball, Detroit. Oh, that's uh, right. Yeah. Shout out to uh, Chris Hansen. That's right. Oh, I forgot. Uh, Dave Coulier is from Detroit. Oh, oh yeah. Dave Coulier. Uh, let's see. Yeah. Aretha Franklin, shout out. Marvin Gaye, shout out. Um, one of my... She wasn't born. She wasn't born. In, she would have made my list, but she wasn't born in Detroit. She was born in like Mississippi, but she made an impact in Motown. So, uh, one of my favorite rappers, Danny Brown, is from Detroit. Been a Danny Brown okay. fan for like most of my adult life. Uh, so it's cool to see him get a little bit more critical acclaim. But the ones I really wanted to point out: Ken Westerfield, who is apparently one of the most influential frisbee players of all time. What? Uh, he is, dude, he is like the Tom Brady of Frisbee. His nickname is literally Legend. I bet you Tom, who plays, or earned who plays Frisbee golf, knows who he is. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Well, Walker plays Frisbee golf, and Walker's from Michigan, so they probably have a pretty good, yeah. Yeah, he's uh, probably friends with them. The last group I wanted to shout out from Detroit is the Black Dahlia Murder. Oh, yeah, that's right. I saw that, too. They are awesome. I worked for them once, and they were so fucking cool. Uh, I worked security for them, and they, they, I went to go pick clean up their green room, and it was like perfectly clean, and it looked like they hadn't opened their thirty rack of PBR. So I went to go pick it up, and it was super light. They shotgunned all thirty beers and put them back in the case, perfectly dry. Are you serious? Just such a baller move. Um drew all over the Bibles in the green room. They drew like the Ouroboros on the fucking pages. And then uh, I broke up a fight that night because I was doing pit security and I got blood spit in my eye. So I was super pissed walking home. And Ryan, remember I lived on Harrison Street. So I'm walking down after work. I'm walking down yeah, yeah. Past, past the Papa John's and their van is literally right there. And they're like, oh shit, dude, you worked the show tonight. How's it going? I'm like, man, I'm pissed. I got blood spit in my eye. I got to go through all this fucking bloodborne pathogen testing now. And they were like, dude, that really sucks. You want to shotgun some beers with us? And I was like, <laughs> yes. So I shotgunned like four beers with the Black Dahlia murder and walked the block home and threw up. So, oh, uh, hell yeah. Their, their singer passed away a couple of years ago. So, uh, shout out to Black Dahlia murder, who were fucking awesome. Uh, I have Sister Cities for you. Yes. Uh, I have Turin, Italy. Okay. Where's my Japan? Where's my Japan? My Japan, Japanese love. Toyota, Japan. Toyota? Toyota, Damn. Japan. It's a big get. Uh, Chongqing, China. Zitwei, Zambia. Minsk, Belarus. Nassau from the Bahamas. And Dubai. Wow. Yeah. It's a long journey from Milan to Minsk. oh that's good all right well now that we've done our our bits our dynasty buys and sells we've talked some some players we've gone to detroit we've talked about the tallest hotel in america i think it's time to call it a day uh so 
you know, Ryan, Shane, thank you guys for joining us. And we'll be back next week for some more shit. You got it. Sure. Take care. Well, hope- yeah, everybody. Good night. Have hope fun. you enjoyed the episode. Have a good evening. Yeah. Or day or whenever you're doing your shit. Right. Derek Carr.